Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello gang, happy Friday. I have just come out in the news to do these links. Yes, I'm Jason Cundy and you are listening to the TalkSport Daily. On today's edition of The Poddy, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp ahead of the Merseyside Derby, which is live and exclusive on TalkSport this Saturday afternoon. The Derby chairman, Mel Morris, exclusively pans the rumour that he's thinking of sacking Philip Koku and a certain Premier League manager supports the pay-per-view price for football fans to watch their club. But we start with the former Arsenal manager, Arsene Wenger, on the TalkSport Breakfast Show, alongside Alan Brazil, Ali McCoyst and Jamie O'Hara. Arsene discussed the current Arsenal manager, Mikel Arteta, and the enigma that is Mesut Ozil. He needs some freedom to express his talent. He does the work, but uh, he's not very efficient. So Mikel Arteta has now gone for a team where counter-pressing and... Uh, uh, from high up and uh, everybody has to work hard so f- that's a little bit a handicap for him he, he, he's, uh, he's not a bad character like he has been uh, he's a good guy depends what kind of football you want to play when you think about the guys who see make you win the guy who have the vision and can give the ball make you win you know at the end of the day football is a little bit like a quarterback who gives a ball to a runner and the runner is good enough to put the ball in the net if you have the two in the team you have always a chance or you can build a team in two ways. You say, I need the one guy who can give the ball. I need guy, a guy at least or two or three who can put the ball in the net. And I, build, uh, I balance the team around them. Or you say, I want everybody to work like mad when uh, we don't have the ball. And I try after to, to score goals. So Mesut Ozil is first a guy in my first example. You no, know, a guy of my first example. He can give you the ball. He was... It didn't stop him from being world champion with Germany and being a key sure. player in there. Sure. So it, it is always the problem of a manager is uh, how much uh, can you afford to balance the team offensively and defensively. Two wins in a month, the FA Cup and now the Community Shield for Arsenal Football Club and Mikel Arteta. He had the passion for the game and he had uh, the big motivation and uh, good focus, you know, and the desire to do well. And uh, you could see the ingredients there. And he had a a grip on the players as well. He had an influence on the the other players. You could see the ingredients there that he can become a coach or a manager. So he got, the the, the luck he has uh, is that he got straight away into a big club, you know, in a position where uh, you have first to work 10 years 
before to get in that position. But because he played at the club and was a good player, he got straight away his chance in a big club. So I wish him well. I left the club in a position for my followers to do better, you know. And I think today the club has financial resources to to come back to winning championships. And in fact, this year it's quite open because after four games, everybody lost already. Yes. And you don't see a team who is really dominating uh, all the others. And there's more on Monsieur Wenger coming up in the potty. And we stay with Arsenal. This is the Gunners boss, Mikel Arteta, who's been speaking to TalkSport ahead of Saturday's game with Manchester City, which is also live and exclusive on TalkSport on game day. He's been telling Ian Abrahams that his side will have to be at their very best to win the game. We all know the level that we have to be individual and collectively to, to beat them. So... Um... We haven't had much time to prepare the game obviously because today is our first training session all together. But uh, we'll try to go to Manchester to win the game. You've already spoken about Kieran Tierney and the problems in terms of the different regulations, even in England and Scotland. Is, is it time, as it's shown because of Kieran and, and other players getting tested positive over the international break, that we maybe gave international football a rest? No, I think international uh, football has to continue going because there are some competitions that uh, have to happen. Uh, they were already delayed last summer and uh, they have to take place because as well those organisms have to be sustainable and uh, we all understand that what we are asking is that uh, to try to unify those uh, protocols to try to create a safe environment for our players but as well protect the clubs because uh, obviously the impact that have having a few players out when we resume the Premier League it's uh, it's really big. And don't forget the Gunners take on Manchester City. Pep V. Arteta tomorrow on TalkSport in a 5.30 kickoff. This is Derby County owner Mel Morris on White and Jordan. And he is rubbish, yes, he has poo-pooed paper talk that Wayne Rooney will imminently replace Philip Koku as manager as fake poo-poo news. I found it completely and totally ridiculous that, you know, that was actually in there. And I sent the article over to someone else last night and said there's fake news. Yes, he's under pressure, but he, but he feels that pressure himself. It's not pressure that we're mounting on him. And I, you know, I've been, been, been in this situation before of poor results. And, you know, obviously, you know, everyone wants good results. But, you know, we, we have a good, good understanding of, of what's behind some of the results we've had so far. We're very confident that, yeah, we have the right plans in place to turn things around. We're not even close to discussions of that sort. So the pressure we're talking about is we need better results, but better results come from better performances. It's the international break, and, and these tabloids will do anything to, to get, you know, clickbait out there. And Wayne Rooney's name is a big carrot for that, and I'm sure that was what was behind it. The Liverpool boss, Jurgen Klopp, has sat down with TalkSport's Laura Woods ahead of their Merseyside derby match against Everton on Saturday, live again only on TalkSport. Klopp started by telling Woodsy how they've dealt with a 7-2 thrashing by Aston Villa. Nolly Watkins with his hat-trick goal. Brilliant ball. Everybody stood still in Liverpool's defence. In some respect, I like it more than losing 3-2 because it's just more clear the 3-2, and we could have lost that night, 3-2. Um, and then we go home, boys go to international teams, we have the, um, we do the analyze, and that's it pretty much. But this is, uh, 
more useful. Not being able to be a part of a, that team the next day for the next couple of weeks because people are separated and going on international duty, for you, is that torture? For me, it was very important that the boys don't, don't carry it around now all the time because they all, pretty much all of them have three games to play, pretty intense games, important games for the countries and stuff like this. And you cannot do that when you are still with one half of your brain back at Liverpool. So I wanted them to focus on that. But I really I wrote all the things I thought about the game and around the game and then um, whether like to that we really can finish it for the moment but of course the the, the challenge is now they come they play the last games on Wednesday arrive here very tired on Thursday kind of really we try to help them recovering then we have one session on Friday and then we play flying Everton so that's it um, that's the situation so um, we cannot change that and we don't want to change it it's uh, another challenge and to wet your whistle ahead of the clash at Goodison Park, live on TalkSport. Yes, live, that one. We asked a former Everton striker for his prediction ahead of one of the most hotly anticipated Mersey derbies in years. Hello, I'm Kevin Campbell, former Everton striker. I'm going to go 2-1 Everton solely because Everton have, have got the right Rolls-Royce engine in the middle of the pitch now. Carlo Ancelotti realised what he needs. He went out. You got Decore, you got Alan, and he's got James Rodriguez, who you could see he's, he's still world class. Comes towards Lukaku, back to Lukaku after a miss up in the Liverpool defence, and there's the equaliser. And Rob Rams one in once again against the Reds. Burnley boss Sean Dyche has been speaking to Talk Sports' Ian Moosey Abrams ahead of their match against West Brom. Sean told Moosey that he doesn't have a problem with fans having to pay fourteen ninety five to watch their team play. Well, I think if in what's going on in the world, I think that if that's a way of balancing what's you know appropriate for the TV and the media streams, then I, I, I can't see that big a problem with it. Only in the sense that if you're a family and you regularly go to watch football. Um, I, I don't know what the, is it for like 15 quid or something, 14, 95, 15 quid. Then for what's going on in the world at the moment to have football back, would I pay? Yes, I would. Is it a challenge for some families? I'm sure it is, um, particularly what's going on. But, you know, I, I'm only speaking as a football fan, not just a manager. And, and for me, then I would, yeah, I'd, I'd pay that and I'd sit in my family and whoever is interested in my family in football within the rules and sit there and, and enjoy, hopefully enjoy a game. You spoke a little earlier about Project Big Picture. Um, you played and managed throughout the leagues. Was the only positive out of it the fact that we've got the conversation going? I don't think the conversation wasn't there, I've got to be honest, because we were asking about it last season and this season. I was being asked through all of your media, you know, different media outlets about what I thought we could do to try and do something for the lower leagues. Having played in them, I know how important them, them clubs are. Uh, my son's at once, so of course I'm well aware of the importance of that. It is difficult. And then the whole world, I did suggest, who's bailing out who? You know, who, who football often comes straight under the, the, the microscope and saying, why are they not doing this, that and the other? I was only trying to be balanced when I said, are other businesses under that microscope? Are they trying to look after the smaller business? I, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem as obvious to me, but I mainly live in my bubble of football. So I'm not suggesting I know everything about the, the country and what's going on. So it's just a balanced view. You know, if, if everyone at the top has got to be looking after situations or businesses that are maybe suffering more so, then that may be the case. But if they're not, then you've got to bring balance and go, why, why is football suddenly meant to be solving everyone's situation? If there's something that can be done and they've decided that the, the project couldn't be done, 
then I think we'd all go for it. It's finding that balance. It's finding the right way of doing it in which all parties can buy into. Southampton boss Ralph Hassenhutl has been speaking to TalkSport ahead of Saturday's game with Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Adrian Durham will be there for game day live. This is Ralphie, who isn't too impressed with the most recent international break. I don't understand the three games, to be honest. Uh, suddenly uh, we have a busy time now and suddenly we must play three games here for the international. Uh, one friendly game and two National League games. Uh, I know everybody wants to have this his competition, but uh, arriving on Thursday or maybe Friday is definitely a disaster for, for us for preparing for the weekend. And The agreement was uh, the latest game is on Tuesday. I don't know why they changed it now. And yeah, we have to handle it like always, but it's not perfect. Over to drive now with Durham and Goff discussing England's failings this international break. Aid certainly wasn't happy with Gareth Southgate's excuses. After the game, they did the interviews. Declan Rice came out and said we could be proud of our performance. Harry Kane said we could be proud of our performance. Well, Southgate, Southgate, they all got told Southgate Southgate said, said yeah, you, we, Kane they said can it. be proud yeah. of their performance. I have to say, I'm, I'm proud of the boys and proud of the fight that we showed. It's a load of rubbish. They've all been told to say it. They don't really believe it. None of us really believe it as well. I couldn't be proud of what the players have done, not only tonight, but across the 10 days. They've, they've come together as a group. Tell it like it is. That's what we love about England and Gareth Southgate. When he was telling it like it is... When he was talking about, you know, he was he was being he was talking about the social situation in England at times, but he was telling it like yep. it was. Honest. He wasn't fluffing us with a load of bull. He was actually being real, and that's what we loved about him. So don't talk about pride and resilience and all this stuff and the group and trust. How can you talk about trust after everything that's happened off the pitch, after what happened with the red cards on the pitch last night? Don't talk about trust. It's meaningless. Back to Monsieur Wenger discussing the rivalries he had in the Premier League with Sir Alex Ferguson and Jose Mourinho, as well as his proudest moments at Arsenal. Overall, I, I, I feel I had different periods in, in my life at Arsenal, you know. And uh, the period where nobody talks about, I, I personally have given the, the, the most of myself. But the first period, you can say, is 96 to 2006 to the Champions League final. And after, when we moved into the new stadium in 2006, we uh, had less, uh, we had restricted finances, less potential, but we had to be absolutely in the Champions League. So we, we, uh, if I look back in my career, I think uh, I'm very proud for having turned down massive offers and guided the club through that sensitive period uh, where we was less glamorous. But still, with consistent results, you know, we we were five times second, five times third, and uh, six times fourth in 19 years, qualified consecutively always for the Champions League when the competition was uh, very high. So I think I keep the consistency of our of our results and the, the desire to play an attractive. Uh, Way uh, of football. I enjoyed the rivalry. You know, it was a time where the Arsenal player were Arsenal players for life. The Liverpool players were Liverpool players for life. The Man United players were Man United players for life. So that, of course, exacerbated the rivalry because it was you or me, and you hated each other. 
you yeah. know, and on top of that, you had some characters. Uh, you speak about Roy Keane, you speak about Patrick Vieira, scared of nobody. And uh, Roy Keane was always uh, on the fringe of uh, uh, violence, you know, but even if he was a great player. but uh, And the rivalry between me and Alex, uh, I was a foreign manager coming in and disturbing his reign there. So he didn't like it. And he hated to lose, I hated to lose. And mm. uh, so at some stage, he was uh, overboard, you know. In but the... with time after, when the competition was went, relationship became better. And uh, today it's peaceful. Please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm European champion, so I'm not one of, of the bottle. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. Sometimes very personal and sometimes uh, a little bit out of control, you know. But <laughs> it is, you feel that... Uh, The problem is you go into the game, already you have a resentment, you know, for what has been said before in the press conferences. You know, he is a specialist in failure. I'm not. If supposedly he is right and I am afraid of fail, it's because I don't fail many times. Nine times out of ten, you hate the guy on the other bench, but you keep control of it, you know. And sometimes he gets overboard. And uh, with uh, Jose Mourinho, it went one or twice uh, out of control. You regret it after because you, it's, you cannot afford that. But uh, it creates a big interest as well from people. Why are these guys so so aggressive? But uh, after the while, it becomes normal again. And uh, the respect comes in for each other. Because we are a long time in the job. So at the end of the day, you know, we suffer all together. Arsene, the, the last one from me is uh, you, you, you've obviously had so many iconic moments on the touchline during your time uh, at Arsenal one of which was that zip with the tra- in your trousers <laughs> can you remember it? why did you have so much trouble with it first of all uh, my technique must have been very bad I was better with my feet <laughs> and uh, and uh, sometimes you know uh, when we are very long it's very difficult because they fold And in winter, you had cold hands, so it was it was, a, was a problem. I was not the best at it, and sometimes as well, you're nervous, you have no patience. <laughs> Don't forget the first thing tomorrow, that Saturday, gang, you can hear the full Arsene Wenger interview from breakfast right here on the TalkSport Daily Podcast. And we finish with my show, yes, Jason Cundy's Sports Bar, with me and the Catman, Adam Cattrall. I have the Guinness World Record title for the fastest time to eat a cucumber. The record to beat is now my record, and it's 26 point something seconds. I've got 27.15 on my sheet okay, here. Does that sound about don't start trying to, don't try to sh- start shaving okay. a, a second off. <laughs> you sound a bit nervous. Just making sure everything's good. The c- mm. Cucumbers come in all shapes and sizes, as we know. Do and any I, cucumber. I, yeah, I was going to say, any tips... You know, obviously, do I start at the end? Do I start in the middle? Do I eat it like a, like a corn on the cob? Or do I literally stuff one end in my mouth? Stuff one end yeah. in your mouth. Right, okay. And just go for it. We've got, so as as well, you've got to do seconds. it in 27.1. Oh, all right, Leah. All right. <laughs> Look at you. I can, you 30 you're seconds, the, you're not champion. Are you a little nervous, Leah? Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> Don't you eat messy. You sound like a rabbit going at a carrot. You sound like a rabbit going at a carrot, mate. What are you doing? What is happening? Come on. Come on, son, get it all in. Get it all in. You can go a bit quicker than that. You're going to have to go quicker than that. You won't bush, you won't bush your veneers. Go on, have a go. Have a go. Oh, oh. no. Shocking behaviour. How far did you yeah. get? You know what I mean? You just took the tip off, haven't you? You just took the tip off that. Well, You're joking. <laughs> I'd say just yeah. about... We're saying about half. <laughs> 
And don't forget, there is plenty of live football coming up this weekend. Tonight, it's Derby versus Watford, 7.45. That's on TalkSport 2. That's exclusive. And game day on Saturday, 12.30, the Merseyside Derby. Everton take on Liverpool. That's a TalkSport exclusive. 2.30, game day live with Adrian Durham. He'll be at Chelsea versus Southampton. And rounding up all the goals as they go in in all of the leagues up and down the country. And at 5.30, Manchester City take on Arsenal. Again, that's on TalkSport, Faker Others and commentary from Clive Tilsley and Trevor Sinclair. And to round it all off, Newcastle take on Manchester United. Again, TalkSport exclusive. That is at 8 o'clock. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily poddies out first thing on Monday. Plus, you've got the special Arsene Wenger interview tomorrow here on this channel as well. I'm back on the Sports Bar from 10 o'clock on Monday with Andy Goldstein live here on TalkSport taking your calls right after Leeds take on Wolves. Until then, be safe everyone, be safe and have a great weekend. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.